depend on it. I'm just telling you right now, out that window, it is gloomy out there. Of course, the uh, the uh, nightfall is coming faster than it was a few months ago. But when you add to it the gray skies and the drippy skies and the snow and ice on the ground, and now the snow they say is coming tonight, it's just it's just ugly out there. Please be careful uh, when you're heading home from wherever you are today. Uh, Philip Wagman is standing by. He's there uh, in the beautiful tropical land of Washington D.C. Uh, they're, they're inside the Beltway. So how how are things in the uh, in the island of Washington D.C., Philip? Today was not a good day to ride the motorcycle. I put on my rain suit and I went from my apartment to the White House. Uh, and uh, I think I should probably return that rain suit for a refund because I got soaked. Really? Yes. So, so you, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest fun you'd ever had. Is that it? <laughs> well, I mean, I enjoyed it because you can only laugh halfway through. Yeah. But. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely gloomy, uh, very rainy here. And uh, do you guys have snow in Indiana, or is this all just? Uh, no, no, no. You know? We we received snow last night. It was not a lot. At my house, it was it would have been under two inches. Most of that has melted. Here's the problem: as things are melting now, the temperatures are going to start dropping again. It got up to 42, 43 today. But it's dropping now, so all this stuff that's on the streets is going to freeze, and you know what happiness that is. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Everybody stay safe out there and uh, give the other drivers some, some grace. Yep, yep, yep. And then Friday we're going to get somewhere from six to eight inches, depending upon who you listen to. I'm not interested. Um, so, Philip, let me ask you this. I have a curious question for you. This has nothing to do with any of the stories of the day but but your job. If you have a day, like let's say tomorrow, and tomorrow you're not covering a specific event. The president isn't somewhere that you need to go to or you're not going to be on Air Force One or anything like that. You're just going to be at the White House to do what you normally do. At what time do you normally get there? Normally uh, it is dependent on when the press briefing is going to be. I'll get there usually about an hour beforehand, uh, but if I've got other interviews, sometimes I cut it pretty close and uh, sneak in the door usually uh, 10 or 15 minutes beforehand. <laughs> D- does Corinne ever come in and see you? I, oh, I see you sneaking in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm always uh, always in my seat for the, uh, the press briefing, that's for sure. Okay, well, so let's talk about it. Um, is anybody there bit out of shape over the whole Lloyd Austin thing? I don't care what anybody says. It's bizarre that there are two people on 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 the Pentagon Hill that he let know that he was going to be out because he was having this uh, elective surgery done. I got news for you. If it's if it's cancer, like they say it is with him, prostate cancer, if it's Pat Miller, that's not elective surgery. That's not do what you got to do to keep me alive. Um, but And then some complications came, and I hate it that that happened. But this is kind of a deal, isn't it? I mean, he nobody knew his assistant – Secretary of State didn't know, and she's down there on vacation in Puerto Rico. I mean, what what kind of a funny farm are we running around here? This was absolutely an embarrassment for the White House, and this is not something that the president expected. I think that the timeline here is actually uh, pretty important. And what we have learned, we, what we've been able to piece together through different statements and different memos is that early in December, uh, Defense 
Secretary Lloyd Austin yeah. had a prostate cancer diagnosis. However, the White House was not informed. The President of the United States did not learn that his defense secretary had a cancer diagnosis until today. And furthermore... Until today? Until today. That is what we learned during the press conference. Furthermore, uh, Secretary Austin was hospitalized on January 1st. Right. And at times, he was inside the intensive care unit at Walter Reed. And yet the White House was not informed for uh, more than 48 hours. They weren't informed until January 4th. If, if, you're, that, if, you're, if you're the president or you're, you're his chief of staff or you're somebody who's somebody in and around the president, does this not honk you off? It, it should be uh, something that would make the president livid. I imagine uh, that it did. But during today's briefing, when the press secretary and the national security spokesperson, John Kirby, uh-huh. uh, finally answered questions, they didn't let uh, their guard slip. They were focused first and foremost on the fact that this was a screw up. Uh, they focused on the fact that Lloyd Austin took responsibility for himself. But they didn't tell us anything about whether or not the president was frustrated or angry. And, you know, I've got to tell you, this is not just a um, cabinet secretary is out of the loop, perhaps uh, for a couple of hours or perhaps the the better part of an afternoon. Instead, we learned that the um, that the deputy defense secretary, Kathleen Heiss, was empowered uh, with the responsibilities of the Department of Defense while she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. And yet, even as that happened, no one alerted the President of the United States. This is unthinkable given uh, the fact that there is a land war in Europe, the fact that we have learned that North Korea is supplying Russia with ballistic missiles, uh, rising tensions uh, in the Indo-Pacific with Taiwan and China, as well as Uh, the current crisis in Gaza. This is a major screw-up. And frankly, uh, the White House, they didn't try to run from this, but they did try to get a handle on it. And they said that there was going to be a 30-day review. The White House Chief of Staff sent out a memo telling all cabinet members to, um, you know, review their processes for alerting the president when that cabinet official is absent. But I'm telling you this, Pat, you know, the White House chief of staff can send out as many memos as he wants. They can stand behind that podium and say that there's going to be a review, that they're going to get to the bottom of this. But Congress will not wait for them. This is the Department of Defense. And for more than 48 hours, the president was not aware that one of his deputies was not at his station. Well, when you, when you take into account, and I'm not saying this secretary is worth much more than that secretary, but there are moments when they are, and when you are the Secretary of Defense, at a time when you've got Iranian-backed uh, terrorist entities that are, that are attacking us all over Iraq and elsewhere over there, and that's all going on. And the top guy, not only is he out of it, disconnected, but but the assistant Secretary of Defense is totally unaware of what's going on either. When she, the word I got, I could be wrong here, Phil. The word I got was that when 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 she, uh, Kathleen Hicks, was um, told about what was going on, um, 
she was on vacation in Puerto Rico with her family, mm-hmm. and uh, officials in the Pentagon informed her on January the 2nd that you're assuming certain operational responsibilities that require constant communications capabilities, but she still was not informed that Austin was hospitalized until January the 4th. What are we hiding here? I mean, why are we playing shell games with the people who are going to have to bear the brunt of everything if he's not there? Now, I don't like or dislike uh, Austin, okay? I, I haven't followed him that closely. It's not a matter of me liking him or not liking him. But what is it about him that gives him the opportunity to do this, embarrass the president, endanger the country, and endanger how many um, soldiers and sailors that we have around the world right now that are in some pretty tough spots, and yet he's up there. I'm sorry he's got cancer. I really am. And maybe he didn't want to let the world know that he had it. I get that. Uh, But it it could have been, you know, he's had a surgery, undisclosed. We'll leave that to his discretion later. The president is fully informed. The assistant secretary is fully informed. All the people at the Joint Chiefs are fully informed. Nobody was informed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what grinds Biden's gears. Now, he and the administration have not um, cast any dispersions on the secretary. Their first order response thus far is that they hope that he recovers. And certainly all of us wish him well as you just noted, but this is a major responsibility. It was not as if um, the agriculture secretary uh, was suddenly missing from his post. And that's an incredibly uh, important cabinet position in it of itself. But this was the Department of Defense, yeah. as you mentioned. And so one of the things that has sort of uh, left reporters asking questions is the president and his uh, team have said that he still has full confidence in Lloyd Austin. But how can the president have full confidence in his defense secretary when his defense secretary left him in the dark and we still don't know what his motivation for doing this was? Um, it, is, it is sort of unthinkable. And so um, my question today to Kirby and to the White House um, was – whether or not the president thinks that there should be consequences for those individuals at the Department of Defense who knew of Lloyd Austin's condition and didn't relay that information uh, to uh, the White House. Um, and, and their response was, well, that's up to the Department of Defense, as if the DOD was going to self-police itself for, for you know, this embarrassment of the president. And, and when I you know, pointed out that you know, this is not there. Department of Defense. It is the taxpayers' Department of yes, Defense. Yes, correct. They it's ours. Decide, they don't get to decide uh, when and if it's left, um, you know, unguarded or, or unhelmed. Uh, Kirby said, "Yes, it's the American Taxpayers' Department of Defense." President wants to uh, get to the bottom of this, but Lloyd Austin has uh, taken responsibility for this lapse in judgment, and he's put it on his shoulders. Problem is, again, um, he can take all the responsibility he wants. But Congress is going to be very, very uh, persnickety in their analysis of whether or not, you know, as you pointed out, there was a break in the chain of command. And heaven help us if U.S. soldiers, sailors and Marines were at any time uh, placed in a you know, less than favorable position uh, because of because of this absence. Yeah, because should something happen 
if 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 Iran back forces had really started pressing our troops on the ground in and around Iraq or some of them that are even there in Israel, who was there to pull the shots to say, okay, here's what we need to do. Let's go. Who's going to call the, the Joint Chiefs together? There was nobody there that could do it. The Joint Chiefs didn't know what was going on with him. I, I love this one line that I got in an AP story, Philip, and it said, according to public statements, Biden spoke with Austin on the phone on Sunday. Okay, well, now, if he was in there for his original procedure on the 22nd of December, if he went back in with difficulties, uh, and he went into with those difficulties on on uh, on, on uh, whatever day it was last week, on the, well, on the 1st, if nobody knew, the president didn't even speak with him by phone until Sunday. That's Sunday the 7th. That's six full days from when he went back into the hospital the second time. If I'm the president, I'm sorry. Even if even if I played cards with Austin every weekend when we were in college together, I'm going to be hotter than a firecracker. And, and we're left to speculate at this point um, what the president's reaction is. Certainly, uh, they see this as a mistake. They are not um, avoiding that. But um, you know, even if you know you assume the most innocuous of explanations that that uh, Secretary Austin didn't want to put upon his team or put upon the administration, and he thought that this was relatively minor. He still had a responsibility to tell his team yep. what the situation was, so that his deputies could assume their responsibilities and that they all could be in a position where they could fulfill their duties to the best of their abilities. And right now, um, the White House, they, they don't have a, a fulsome picture of what's going on. Um, you know, the president was in the dark. Jake Sullivan, his national security advisor, was in the dark. This is uh, this is pretty startling. I mean, uh, you know, we've seen other situations in the past where you have cabinet members who, you know, have health difficulties, who have, you know, um, had some tragic circumstances. But there's always been a continuity of government. And uh, this lapse um, I'm struggling to find a, a historical example uh, to, you know, compare it to right now. Uh, this is pretty remarkable. Well, and and look, at a time when Iranian generals are being killed in certain situations in going back and forth with our military, um, I'm just telling you, if there was a way that Tehran or or Beijing or Moscow, if they knew then what we know now, Philip, there is no doubt that something pretty horrible could have happened. Certainly. And, um, you know, even during peacetime, this would be a controversy and certainly there would be consequences. Uh, but because of all of the, the situations that, that we've laid out, things that we've seen in the headlines um, for months and years now at this point, uh, it, it only makes this lapse that much worse. I think it's going to take the White House and the administration some time to dig themselves out of this hole. Um, but uh, again, Congress, they're going to have their say as well. Yep, and, and it's going to be ugly. Philip, time's gotten away from us. Listen, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you as always. We'll hook it up again next week and talk, all right? 
Thank you, sir. Yep, from Real Clear Politics, right there, the White House correspondent for them at the White House, Philip Wegman. And we're always glad to have him on Tuesdays. Back with more straight ahead. We're just minutes away from the top of the news at the bottom of the hour with Derek Decker. And we'll do it right here on Wobble 92.3 FM at 1190 AM. Podcasts by Federated Media.